McDonald in Atlanta, joined by Danielle Munoz in Minnesota. How you doing, Danny? I'm good, Al. How are you? I'm doing great. Thank you. It is Monday, July 3rd, 2023. Thank you to Abby Anderson, who gave us permission to use that song once years ago. Thank you, Abby Anderson. And we've been using it ever since because I got to tell you, I think it's a remarkable yeah, rendition beautiful. of the anthem. Um, happy Independence Day to all you people that uh, believe in such a fake holiday. No, I'm, happy, I'm happy kidding. Happy fuck off day, you bloody yeah, whiny. Happy Colonists Day. No, people ask me about that, right? Because I'm from Great Britain. They said, you probably don't celebrate July 4th. I live in, 
I left England. And you've been here longer than you were there. Chose, chose to make a life in the United States. You're damn right I celebrate Independence Day, July 4th. And in fact, I want to be the one to kick Harry out of the country. Back, Get at me, country. Go back to where you came from. That's uh, that's how I get. That's how I feel about the British. Well, not all British, but you know. I mean, most of no. I'm most kidding. most of British culture can kiss my ass, quite frankly. Right. Um, but yeah, Happy Independence Day, everybody, or pre Independence Day, yes. technically tomorrow. But uh, I think there are lots of fireworks celebrations tonight, though, because people are off tomorrow. There were so folks are up late tonight getting boozy and blowing shit up. Yeah. In fact, Larry sent me a message earlier and asked if I was going to the fireworks tonight. And I said, no, I'm, I'm doing a show. Uh, but I assume that's here in Conyers, um, which is weird because normally they do it the day after. I thought they did it on the 5th because we compete with our neighbor, Covington. Gotcha. Covington do July 4th and their their uh, fireworks display is always quite good. And when I say quite good, it's spectacular. And so if if my little town and our neighboring town were doing it on the same day, we'd all go next door, quite gotcha. frankly. So yeah, that's what happens. Um so I have some friends up front this time around. Do it. Joy is here. What's up, Joy? Good hey, to sister. see you. Uh, Janine's here. Hey Janine, hey, Janine, good to see you. Thank you for tuning in. Uh, Peggy Brown is with us. Hey Peggy, hey, Peggy. Mich- Michelle Brown is here. Hey Michelle. Hi, Michelle, good to see you. Um, if you're watching the live, at least if you're watching live, jump into There's the Bill Campbell. Hey Bill, hey Campbell. Bill, Semper Fi, buddy. Uh, brother. If you're watching live, go into the live chat so that uh, you can talk to us, yell at us, uh, uh, wish each other a uh, happy Independence Day, so on and so forth. We have a lot to talk about tonight, Danielle. Let's start with something most of you, I'm sure, have something to do on the 4th of July. If you don't, I have a suggestion. Look up the movie Sound of Freedom. Get to a theater and see it. This is, this is not a big Hollywood production. This is, uh, this is an independent film. And it's about a gentleman by the name of Tim Ballard who used to work for Homeland Security and basically got tired of the U.S. response to rescuing trafficked children and took it upon himself to do it. Now, I don't know Tim. Well, I've, I've met Tim. I've trained with Tim. I've taken a class with Tim. But we're not friends or anything like that. Acquaintances at best. But he, he's a good guy. Kind of a badass, to be honest. Was with he him. giving the class, or you and he no, took a did, class together? We were in the same class. We gotcha. were in That's a what, okay. class together. He wasn't given the class. Gotcha. Um, and I'm, you know, the work he does, it's it's God's work, you mm-hmm. know. Yeah, it is. He's um, he's putting. He started his organization. Organization. Let me tell you the name of it. It's called because um, I I don't recall off the top of my head. It's the. Um, Operation Underground Railroad. He began it in 2013. It's conducted many sting operations around the globe to rescue children. When I say sting operations, um, he's he's out there getting into fights, gunfights, and kicking down doors to rescue kids who have been victims of sex trafficking. 
somebody decided to make a movie about him starring Jim Caviezel. They chose Jim Caviezel because of Jim's spirituality. Jim, Jim is one of those Hollywood actors that's not afraid to let you know that he's a man of God. He stands by his faith, and that's the reason he did this movie. Because it was, quite frankly, the right thing to do. Because change, in their words, change only comes with awareness. And it's time for people to be aware of what's happening right. around the world. There are more people in slavery today than there ever were in the history of America. And they're predominantly young women in the sex slave trade. I don't want this. I didn't, I don't really want this, this little segment to get overly political, but we're adding to that problem home here. We've got people like uh, Alejandro Mayorkas in charge of Homeland Security right now. And under his watch, Hundreds of thousands of young accompanied minors have been trafficked into the United States. One could argue somewhat legally because they're coming through official ports of entry. They're wearing wristbands, colored wristbands that are put on them by the cartels so that their handlers, their traffickers here in the United States know how much money they owe and they know who to traffic these children to. This is happening under the nose of our Director of Homeland Security. He knows about this. He sits back and allows it to happen and implements policies that make it easier for cartels to do this. It was behaviors like that that caused Tim to go and do what he did. He's doing God's work. Every penny, every penny from this movie goes to saving kids, to rescuing kids, to doing what the United States government refused to do. So if you if you have the opportunity to, to find it, and it's playing, I know it's an independent film, but it's playing at the major theaters. It's at the AMCs. They, they... I don't know what that says about AMC, but it may say good things about them. The fact that they are hosting this movie because they didn't have to. Right. They didn't have to. And they're not being paid big bucks to host it because these guys don't have big bucks. This this movie from the people who have seen early releases screeners. This movie is getting rave reviews. And I listen, I don't sit here and tell you guys to go out and watch movies because, you know, that's not what this show is about. Right. But this one's important. And, and if you, you I, I think you can rest assured that if you spend your money going to see this movie, that money is going to go to where they say it's going to go. So if you have the opportunity, get out there. Go watch Sound of Freedom. If you think Alex is afraid to pan a movie, just go back and watch our conversations about 2,000 Mules. Yeah. 
Alex yeah. is not afraid to tell you that a movie is if, shite. If you if if you are <laughs> if you're following the channel and you go watch what I said about two thousand mules, have your unsubscribe thumb ready because I was not I and and in my defense I said those same things to uh to the filmmakers. So in my yeah. defense. Uh because I'm just I, saying you're not afraid to say something bad about a movie. Yeah, because I went to a screening with with the the filmmakers with Dinesh D'Souza, Marjorie Taylor Green was there, and I said the same things to them that I said to my audience. So but yeah, have your unsubscribe. We we took we took a lot of, or I should say, I took a lot of grief for for telling the truth about Two Thousand Mules. Yeah. I, it, it was a good film, right? Fiction. No. Yeah, it was a good film. It was entertaining. Yeah, yeah, it was good fiction. I mean, it's it was well edited. What if that's was. what you mean. Yeah, and some rather outlandish claims, but whatever. Yeah. We're not getting into that tonight. Sound Dinesh of Dinesh is a bit of a lunatic anyway, but we're not getting into that tonight. Sound of Freedom, uh, starring Jim Caviezel about Tim Ballard and his uh, dedicating his life to to rescuing kids that have I been abandoned by most countries. To be honest with you, because nobody's really doing anything about this, so Tim took it on himself. Um, let's, let's move on though. Demi Dave and. Bacon have made it into the chat. Hi, friends. What's up, Dave? What's up, Becky? Um, I imagine most of you are subscribed to channels on YouTube. As, as am I, as is Danielle. I pay for YouTube premium because I don't want to sit through ads. But so many, many people just flat out refuse to pay for premium, Danielle. And I don't blame them. I don't pay for, I'm, I'm a YouTube content creator and I don't pay for premium. Yeah. Oh, by the way, congratulations. Danielle just broke oh, 1,000. 1,000 subscribers. The Fit Life with Danielle, if you're not subscribed, um, after after we're done, let us wrap up. Yeah, but yeah head watch over, this show first. Head over to YouTube and subscribe to Danielle's channel, The Fit Life with Danielle. Yeah, just broke 1,000, got monetized. Well, you were already monetized but Very now you've got the actual monetization, right. the, the AdSense, things like that. So don't skip her ads. <laughs> don't skip her ads. Let her make, let her make a few pennies. Um, but yeah, the, most of you probably subscribe to some channels over on YouTube. The majority of you probably are non-paying customers. And some of you may use ad blockers to prevent ads from popping up on YouTube. Well, YouTube's coming after you. They are running a test currently that will block you if you continue using your ad blocker. All the more reason, by the way, just to get off of YouTube and get over to Rumble. And even more reason to reach out to your favorite creators and say, guys, get off YouTube, get to Rumble. Get, try, try to get them moved over as well. Um, but here's what but they're doing. But in defense of creators on YouTube, Rumble is not monetized the way that YouTube is. So not as well. While you're doing that, give Rumble a call but, and um, say. I mean, Rumble has ad revenue. We're we're monetized on Rumble. We earn ad revenue. We only earn like five cents a month, but we learn we earn like I said, ad revenue. It's not monetized like it is on YouTube. So. But that's. I mean, that's. You know, I don't. C CPM varies depending on your content and a, a number of factors, but you know, 
on YouTube, you're right. YouTube does pay quite well. Their uh, CPM cost per thousand. Which, you know, I guess Rumble, you're right. I'm not going to argue with you. Rumble don't monetize as, at least as well as YouTube. But, you know, bring over the, the biggest creators, bring over the right. audience, and that right. will change. Right. Um, that's the key is getting the audience over to rumble up those, uh, up those views, which yes. up, up, uh, ups the ECPM. Anyway, here's what's happening. They're taking a more aggressive approach in preventing viewers from using ad blockers while watching videos on its platform. Apparently, and people have been posting screenshots of this, it will let you watch four videos and then block you. It will disable the, the video player. I imagine it won't be long until the ad blockers find a way to get around this. Uh, but this is what YouTube's plan is for you. And I understand it because you're taking that does take money out of the creator's pocket. Right. Um, so that's that's why I say don't skip Danielle's ads, because that's what will put money in her pocket. Well, and dude, like you say all the time. If you're getting something for free on the internet, then you're the yeah, product. Yeah, you are the product. That's yeah. right. So if you're what, and I watch, so I'm not like pointing my fingers at people. I watch YouTube for free. So if I'm not willing to pay, then I'm the product. Mm -hmm. So then YouTube is monetizing my eyeballs because YouTube is going to make their money. So yeah. they're making their money off of Alex because Alex pays for the subscription. They make their money off of me by making me watch, yeah. you know, Bob's dildos and butt plug commercials. And, you know, that money that I pay them gets divvied up among creators. Right. They have their uh, YouTube premium dividends, whatever the hell they call it. So I'm supporting creators with that payment. Listen, I don't like the fact that I'm giving YouTube money, but you know me. I, I don't I do not suffer advertisements. Right. I just yes. don't. Um, I'm not going to have somebody's political agenda rammed down my throat. And that's always, it's all ads are these days is woke politics. And, um, yeah, I'm, I'll, I'll pay money not to see that. Right. Uh, you know, and especially after YouTube banned me, I, uh, or banned right. the, the channel, my personal account is still up there, obviously. But after they banned the channel, I really shouldn't be giving them anything. But I, I refuse to sit through their ads. I'm sorry. I just refuse to. Um, but yeah, there you go. Be be ready for that. If you happen to use a YouTube ad blocker, they're apparently cracking down on that. I'm surprised um, they're just now doing that. I didn't even realize you could use an ad blocker on YouTube. Right. Let's talk about another company that's kind of a piece of shit, shall we? Talk about this Amazon thing. This happened a couple of weeks ago. We just haven't gotten to it. Amazon shut shuts down a customer's smart home devices after delivery driver's false racist claim. So this, this driver goes to this house to deliver a package, Danielle, and claims that racial slurs were spoken to them over the ring doorbell. There was no investigation into this. Amazon just immediately suspended the guy's account. It wasn't just his smart home devices that got disabled. It was the guy's entire Amazon account right. that got disabled. Yeah, um, no warning, no nothing. Yeah. Uh, 
it says here, Brandon Jackson, who is black, by the way, said he found himself digitally exiled by the company on May 25th, less than 24 hours after an Amazon delivery driver dropped off a package at a home and reported him for being racist. The homeowner who deal detailed the saga in a Medium post said he was informed of the unwarranted lockout after contacting Amazon when he realized he couldn't interact with his smart home devices. I was told that the driver who had delivered my package reported receiving racist remarks from my ring doorbell, Jackson said. Jackson, who was an engineer at Microsoft, was quick to point out flaws in the allegation, including that none of his family members were actually home when the package was dropped off, which is is and isn't relevant because you yeah, can no, interact with your ring doorbell right. from anywhere on the planet, quite frankly. Then he reviewed footage from the various cameras set up outside his home and confirmed that no, no such racial slur was uttered. Instead, the Eufy doorbell had issued an automated response, excuse me, can I help you, which obviously the driver heard as, um, well, I don't know what he heard it as, but I guess I shouldn't translate. No, please don't. The Please don't translate that into racist. Yeah. The driver who was walking away and wearing headphones must have misinterpreted the message. Never let, nevertheless, by the following day, my Amazon, Amazon account was locked and all my Echo devices were logged out. Um, this is a valuable lesson mm -hmm. about how much power we're, we're given, me included, we're giving to these, uh, to these companies. And, we we hopefully we all understand that the the people who are working with Amazon are the same kind of people that were working at Twitter and shutting you down there. Right. All of these Silicon Valley companies hire the woke. That's their mo. They hire well now Zoomers, but it was young millennials. Uh, it was these. Um, it was these political science degree, women's studies degree candidates who couldn't get a job doing anything else. So they go to work for a Silicon Valley company. And this is the kind of treatment we can expect from them. No due process, no due diligence, just an immediate knee-jerk reaction to a claim of racism from uh, a driver who is probably one of those overly sensitive jackasses that needs a safe space to exist in. Right. I wish, well, there is a way around this, obviously don't, don't use any of these products. Don't use right. the companies, don't use their, their devices. The problem is their devices are so handy. They're so useful. Right. Well, and yeah, everything about the company is so useful and, I don't know. To Home? me, the issue is like, even if not that it's okay to call somebody an ugly name, but even if they did, so what? That's not violence. You know, they talk about keeping their employees safe. I assure you, whatever it is he thought he was called, I've been called worse by people in my face when I was a bartender. You were there. You've seen it. You know, didn't make me yeah. unsafe. I didn't get to kick somebody out of a bar for calling me an F and B for cutting them off. Yeah, no, I understand. You know, that's not unsafe. Um, so 
you know, get off my property is is one thing. Get off my property followed by a hard R is something entirely different. Maybe don't do that. But even if you do, so what? Leave the package and go. You have a job to do, regardless of if somebody says something ugly to you, who gives a shit? Do your job and go away. Grow sorry, I need to calm down, but grow up. Like Well, that's the that's key to not all this. Grow violence that doesn't make you unsafe. Yeah. Now if it's I'm gonna shoot you, that's a terroristic threat. That's mm -hmm. different. But somebody calling you an ugly name is not is not hard stop there is not no you're I, I don't disagree with you you're absolutely right and some people are just remarkably overly sensitive which is um which is why this administration is still still trying to get control over what you're allowed to say online let's transition over to this you know, latest yeah. story go on no, I was going to rabbit hole. I know you're trying to do a thing. Just go. I, I did the segue. It worked smoothly. We'll jump back and I'll come back to it. Come on. You want to do your segue again and then I'll tell my story? No, Because I cut off your segue. Go ahead, tell your story. So just speaking of that whole thing, and you and I have talked about this, and you're mad that we never talked about it on the show, but everybody knows that I'm a realtor. And a few years ago, the... Minnesota Association of Realtors, which in order to be a realtor, which is like an actual like registered trademark title, like you have to go through some classes and agree to do some ridiculous shit to be able to use the realtor name in your business. And you belong to the National Association and the State Association of Realtors. Well, three or four, three years ago, the State Association of Realtors changed their code of conduct and said that anything that we do online as people carrying that realtor title, that anything that we do online that they deem inappropriate, mm -hmm. that they can use that to revoke our title as realtor and go after our real estate license. Right. And that includes anything that they consider hate speech, um, any activity that we do that they consider a violation of the realtor code of ethics which would be many of the things that we say on our show. Yes. And I talked to my brokers at the time and I was like, look, I love you guys. I love working for you, but uh, fuck this shit. Exactly. Like, Compelled yeah. speech, right? Yeah, exactly. It's... And, you know, and you're like, why didn't we talk about this? Then? And I was like, well, okay, there's no reason to actually poke the sleeping bear. Like, you know, us doing sure. our show was one thing, but me doing a segment on the show about the National Association of Realtors and how they can kiss my shiny white ass. <laughs> that's a different thing. Well, now they can kiss my ass because as of I tried to it, I tried to make it last Friday that my license would expire, but they keep like pushing back when licenses are due. So now they're due the end of this week. So I'm still actually a licensed realtor until the end of this week. But I was finally just done with it. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, you. between That's that and a principled the, stance right there. And I mean, it's, it took me a couple of years, but and but the just the, well, the market's in free fall. Liberal bullcrap that um that they're that they're pushing. This the liberal agenda that they're pushing in laws, um in real estate law is actually what pushed me over the edge. And you know, right. you and I talked about that. Right. Um but anyway, I've dragged yeah, us well, they're, off listen, task. they're again, and I, I will gracefully segue. They're not the only ones trying to control what you get to say, Daniel. Right. Our government, again, is pitching a bid to control 
your your speech online. We saw it with the Ministry of Truth, the ministry, what was it called? The Disinformation Governance Board. Yes. Nina Jankowitz. We saw it with that. That was Scary Poppins. Yeah. That was uh that was put on hold. It wasn't scrapped. Let's not forget right. it was paused, if you remember. Uh that was put on pause. Um well, now we've got this. Bennett Welch reintroduced landmark legislation, landmark legislation, to establish a federal commission to oversee digital platforms. Um, U.S. Senator Michael Bennett and U.S. Senator Peter Welch, both Democrats, by the way, introduced the Digital Platform Commission Act, the first ever legislation in, uh, sorry, the first ever legislation in Congress to create an expert federal agency to provide comprehensive regulation of digital platforms to protect consumers, promote competition, and defend the public interest, Danielle. If that doesn't give you chills, it should. Yeah, that's horrifying. We're, we're going to take a look at what this is proposing. But um, the the long and the short of it is it's another federal grab at your rights to free speech. It's just been gussied up a little bit. So let's take a look at some of the nonsense they are uh, they're proposing here. This this is this will be an unelected appointed commission of three people, Danielle, which means two people, two people will constitute a quorum. Right. Which means two, it's it's effectively uh, an unelected, handpicked, nominated commission of two people that will have complete autonomy over the internet. We'll talk about that. Jesus. We'll talk about that here. Digital platforms remain largely unregulated and are left to write their own rules without meaningful democratic input or accountability. The unregulated policies and operations of some of the most powerful digital platforms have at times produced demonstrable harm, including undercutting small business, abetting the collapse of trusted local journalism. We've heard about that. They want to protect local journalism for who knows why, but they do. Enabling addiction and other harms to the mental health of people of the United States, especially minors. Disseminating disinformation and hate speech. Undermining privacy and monetizing the personal data of individuals in the U.S. without their informed consent. In some cases, radicalizing individuals to violence and perpetrating discriminatory discriminatory treatment of communities of color and underserved populations. Here's what I mean by they've gussied it up a little bit. They've put some things in there that, you know what, we can probably all agree on. Undercutting Mm -hmm. small business, right? Mm -hmm. Enabling addiction and other harms to mental health of people of the United States, especially minors. Mm-hmm. They put those in there to throw us a bone. Right. So that we're not like, what the fuck are you doing? Um, but all that does is put a bit of lipstick on a pig because look at the other things they're going after. Abetting the collapse of local journalism. What that means is extorting money from us to force us to pay for news we never intended to re- read in the first place, 
They're talking about this means adding fees to your internet bill for your for your local rag, which is probably a left-leaning piece of crap, quite right. frankly. Disseminating disinformation and hate speech. We've had this discussion many times. What is that? Right. What is dif- disinformation and what is hate speech? Somebody define that for me. Nobody can because it, it flies in the face of the First Amendment. But this administration don't care about that. We had a whole discussion about this on Saturday. This president acts as a monarch. Now, this is legislation that they're trying to get passed. So this is a little bit different. This isn't uh, uh, President Biden's disinformation board, right? This isn't Biden deciding to to forgive student debt. This isn't Biden deciding that um, uh, whatever locking people down and shit like that. These this this is a proposed act of legislation radicalizing individuals to violence. We know who they're talking about. They're right. not talking about Antifa. Talk about the Proud Boys. Yeah, they're not talking about BLM. They're they're talking about specifically one side. Right, Oath Keepers. Oath Keepers, Proud Boys, the 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 faces of January sixth, right, so to speak. That's who they're talking about, and then perpetrating discriminatory treatment of communities of color and underserved populations. That's about the trannies. That's what that is about. Mm-hmm. Let me pull up some information here so I can figure out where we're going with this because I've got a way we have to work this through through this. So what will these people, what will they be doing? They're going to develop appropriate regulations and policies grounded in the common law principles of the duty of care and the duty to deal insofar as those principles are relevant and practical and adopt where relevant and practical a risk management regulatory approach that prioritizes anticipating, limiting, and balancing against other interests the broad economic, societal, and political risks of harm posed by the activities and operations of a person or a class of persons. That is saying the quiet part out loud. Yeah, it is. That's not about regulating service providers. That's about regulating individuals and groups. Groups of people. Yes. yes. This has... This, this is purely an attack on our First Amendment rights. And to me, the scariest word in that whole thing is anticipatory. Right. Because how do you anticipate what I'm going to do? Right. It means that they're going to be responsible for coming up with a framework of things that we can't say or do or even dare to think when we're online. And, and it's this, anticipatory so they don't have to prove that it's been done. Yeah, and this will include on places like Skype or on the PlayStation Network when you're playing with your mates. And we all know how that can go. It's never pretty. There's hard R's in there all the time. It's never pretty. Um, 
let's uh sorry let's move on to the next one. Oh jesus there's more oh there's a lot more requirements for recommendation systems and other algorithmic processes of systemically is that what is systemically sorry of for recommendations God damn it. For recommendation systems and other algorithmic, such legalese, algorithmic Mm -hmm. processes of systemically important digital platforms to ensure that the algorithmic processes are fair, transparent, and without harm and without harmful, abusive, anti-competitive, or deceptive bias. That sounds reasonable. But what that means is we want you to fix your algorithms to work in our favor, not in their favor. B, for auditing, accountability, and explainability of algorithmic processes. Transparency requirements for terms of service, including content moderation policies. I'm okay with that. Requirements for regular public risk assessments of the distribution of harmful content on a systemically important digital platform and the steps the systemically important digital platform has taken or plans to take to mitigate those harms, including harms arising from algorithmic processes. Sounds a bit intrusive, doesn't it? Mm Mm-hmm. How are they going to, I mean, how, how can they demand this, uh, this ability? Well, it's because they give themselves completely autonomous, warrantless power. Duties and powers. The commission may perform any and all acts, including collection of any information from digital platforms under the jurisdiction of the commission as the commission determines necessary without regard to any final determination of the Office on Management and Budget under Chapter 35 of Title 44, United States Code, commonly referred to as the Paperwork Reduction Act. Make any such rules and regulations and issue such orders not inconsistent with this act as may be necessary in the execution of its functions. They've granted themselves, they've gra- or they, they propose to grant this unelected board of effectively two commissioners, because two will constitute a quorum, right. granted themselves autonomous warrantless powers over any what they determine to be a digital platform. Not only have they granted them themselves that, they've eliminated any ability for these platforms to say, we can't comply with that. It's it, it would be physically impossible by exempting themselves from the OMB's Paperwork Reduction Act requirement. They've given themselves autonomous power and they've taken away any platform, including Rumble, who may choose not to respond to anything like this. They've taken away that avenue of undue harm, uh, malicious prosecution, reckless prosecution. They've taken away any of those mitigating factors in the language of this. That is remarkably unconstitutional. But do you think this Congress would have any problem passing that whatsoever it is good night becky it is it is 
it's this goes way beyond what the ministry of truth was at least purported to do we didn't pardon me that got shut down before we got any re real details of what that entity was going to do and let's not forget that that entity was housed under Mayorkas. It was a, a Department of Homeland Security. And so you can pretty much guarantee that their reach was going to be pretty aggressive. Right. Right. If we just sat back and watched that play out, I don't think you and I would be doing this show at right. this point. If we sit back and watch this play out, you and I won't be doing this show anymore. They will, they will invent the regulations that force the service providers to shut us down. And then who's going to claim these are private companies, they can do what they want? Who's going to claim that bullshit then? This is the government's attempt to get complete and total ownership over digital platforms that aren't willing to play ball. This isn't for the benefit of YouTube. YouTube already does this. Right. YouTube yeah, already yes. complies with yep. much of this nonsense. This is for the likes of Rumble and Twitter. The people and, that they can't right. yeah, the folks that they can't get their fingers into. This is who they're after. How do I know that? Well, because they're giving themselves the authority to play favorites, Danielle. We, we mentioned this a few minutes ago, a systemically important digital platform. And you may have rightly asked yourself, what the fuck is that? What does that mean? Yeah. This organization will get to designate what a systemically important digital platform is in accordance with section 10, this section here. Think too big to fail. Mm -hmm. Picking winners, picking losers. Think that. The ones they pick as winners will be perfectly safe from the, the long arm of the law. It's the ones that they, uh, they deem not important. They're the ones that are going to be at risk. And those, strangely enough, are going to be the platforms like Rumble and like Twitter right now under Elon Musk. But A, number one, designate systemically important digital platforms in accordance with this section and promulgate rules specific to systemically important digital platforms consistent with the purposes of the commission under section 4B. Mandatory criteria. The commission shall designate a digital platform a systemically important digital platform if the platform is, one, open to the public on one side, I don't really know what that means, but I, I have a feeling I know what that means. Has significant engagement among users, which may take the form of private group, public group, and the sharing of posts visible to some or all users. They'll know if that's the case because they've given themselves warrantless power to find out if that's the case. Conducts business primarily at the interstate or international level as opposed to the intrastate level and has operations with significant nationwide economic, social or political impact as defined by the commission's the commission for purposes of this paragraph through notice and comment rulemaking under section 533 of title five. 
which may include a the ability of the platform to significantly shape the national dissemination of news or B, the ability of the platform to cause a person significant, intermediate, intermediate and demonstrable economic, social, or political harm by exclusion from the platform. They get to pick who, who thrives and who dies. Right. Unelected, handpicked, handpicked by whom? This administration, naturally. They're going to determine not only who the winners and losers are in the provider space, the service provider space. They're going to determine who the winners and losers are among the American population. And if you believe the wrong things, if you say the wrong things, if you think the wrong things, and they're going to know because they're going to have complete warrantless power. Think about the scope of that. That covers your WhatsApp. It covers your iMessages. It covers your text messages. Telecommunications companies aren't exempt from this. This is complete warrantless power over telecommunications companies to demand your personal information and communications. Under that criteria of the number of people they serve, how they serve them, where they serve them, everything comes under this blanket umbrella. Some of those platforms will be determined to be safe. Those will be the ones that say, yeah, we'll play ball. That will be the YouTubes and the Facebooks of this world. Yeah, we'll play ball. We're on your side. They automatically get too big to fail status. Everybody else gets warrants. They but they won't be warrants because warrants aren't needed. They'll get a letter from this commission saying, "Send me everything you know about Diamond Dave Bowen. Send me all of Alex's personal communications." Well, I need to see your warrant. We don't need a warrant, and here's the legislation telling you that we don't need a warrant. This is one of the most horrific horrific attacks on not only the First Amendment, but the Fourth Amendment, your, the, the Fifth Amendment, the Fourteenth. Fourteenth for sure. Fourteenth for sure. There are so many violations, constitutional violations of your unconstitutional violations of your civil rights wrapped up in this one bill that it's hard to imagine they don't realize what they're doing. You know, I was going to say, it's almost like they tried to pack as many in there as they could figuring, well, they can't knock them all out. Something's going to get right. So they just threw everything at the wall just to see what's going to stick. Right. One of the one of the most horrific things, one of the most awful pieces of legislation I've ever seen in my lifetime. Of course, it's Democrats. Of course, it's co-sponsored by Democrats. I don't know that any Republicans have actually signed on to co-sponsor this. I'm going to find out. I'll go look it up. If they did, I'm going to give you the names of those Republicans and those Republicans need to be unelected. 
They need to be removed from office at the next available opportunity. Hey, remember when you thought that the bill to get rid of TikTok was the most horrific thing you'd ever seen? Yes. Yeah, well, they this acted one themselves. This just said, they, hold my beer. Yeah, hold my beer. Hold my Bud Light. Yeah. Um, I, listen, I don't know what to say. Hopefully, hopefully you'll see the, 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 the effects this will have on a free and open internet. The effects it will have on debate and discussion and discourse on the internet, it will right. come to an end. Yeah. Yes. And the service providers will be protected. The ones they choose to protect will be protected. There will be no more, hey, let's sue YouTube for blocking us. They're going to be given shelter by this. You won't be able to that guy that just won 50 grand off of Facebook. He wouldn't have he wouldn't have had standing anymore. Remember we talked about that. The reason these lawsuits are coming now is because they established standing. Yep. That goes away with this bill. There's another right that's been taken away from you. I don't know if that's in the one of the 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 first 15 one of the biggies um I thought it is equal justice. Which one is that? That's 14th. 14th. Thank Fair you. So, yeah. So that's still part of the 14th Amendment then. So there go your 14th Amendment rights. It is horrific. Start writing your letters. Uh, if you happen to live in a blue district, write to your senators, write to your congressmen and um, put it, put a stop to this because this, this could pass. This could pass and be signed into law, and that's Jesus. it. That will be that'll be the end of shows like this. Shows with the wrong think, because that's what these commissioners will will consider us. The wrong think. So um get out there. Speaking of wrong think, here's something else that you'll immediately be banned from talking about. The uh the world savior Zelensky. We went to war, Danielle. We went to war. We're backing this war. Because of democracy, right? That's what we were told over and over. The talking heads, oh, yeah. the pundits, the politicians. No, it's about it's about saving democracy. It's about preserving democracy. We're saving the democracy of, of Ukraine. Democracy doesn't exist in Ukraine, folks. Zelensky says Ukraine won't hold elections, signaling another extension of martial law. The world savior, the the the... The, the global leader of freedom, Vladimir Zelensky, is saying that there will not be elections in Ukraine if they're still at war, if the war is continuing and they're still under martial law. He's using a provision of Ukrainian law that says elections actually cannot be held while they, uh, while they are at war. It's not a provision that has to stand. It's a provision that Zelensky is choosing to let stand because Zelensky doesn't want to go into an election. Let me tell you why. Because he had the opportunity for peace and he turned it down at the bidding of the United States via their surrogate, right. the United right. Kingdom. You can't tell me that the people of Ukraine aren't ready for some peace. You certainly can't tell me they're not at least ready for someone to go to the table to discuss peace. This man can't risk an election. 
So he's going to do what all tyrants do. And let's not forget that prior to February of 2020, the man was not considered a ethical leader. He was considered a POS. Right. The reporting out of Ukraine was it was all about Nazis and corruption. That was it. Every news story prior to February of 2022 was either Nazis or corruption. Zelensky was on nobody's radar as the savior of the West. He was on their radar as one of the most corrupt leaders on the planet, and he's proving that to be true. He's embezzling money, hundreds of millions of dollars. There's, all right, allegedly embezzling money, but there's ample evidence to show that hundreds of millions of U.S. tax dollars have gone into Zelensky's private accounts. Ample evidence of it. Won't be investigated because... We we're back from we're backing Ukraine. That's what we've been told. Right, we have to we have to back Ukraine. We can't just stay out of this and say, wait, they're assholes on both sides. Russia, not the good guys. Ukraine, not the good guys. Tell you right. what, let's just stay home, keep our money here, and let them have at it. It would have been over within days had that happened. But we couldn't do that. We had to stick our noses in and fight a proxy war because Joe Biden has a, a bug up his butt over Vladimir Putin. Well, and as we've discussed, for all we know, Ukraine had the pictures of Hunter snorting cocaine off a 14-year-old yeah. hooker's ass before we saw them. Yeah, yeah. So it, who we committed. knows what they had yeah, that they we, were holding? Exactly. We committed to this before the truth about the laptop came out. And, and really, and who knows let's be if honest. it was. Go ahead. Go ahead. Who knows what more they might have? Mm -hmm. We might not have seen the word. I mean, we've seen some bad stuff. I've seen more of his privates than I've seen of my own. Yes. But yeah. there might be more stuff out there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, who knows what, <laughs> excuse me, who knows what dirt the Ukrainians have on the Bidens. Um, I'm sure, I'm sure there's a treasure trove of it just waiting to get released if Joe Biden decides, oh, we need to yank our support. Um, listen, allegedly, we're, we're speculating. We're, we're purely speculating allegedly. here. But when you look, at, uh, you look at all the alleged things this Biden family has been up to, it wouldn't surprise us in the least if that's the case. And so Zelensky, desperate to keep power, desperate to stay in the limelight, and desperate, most importantly, to keep those tens of billions of dollars coming over to, to fund his future and fund his retirement, he's now telling his own citizenry there will be no election. You don't get the opportunity to kick me out of office and replace me even if you wanted to. They may love Zelensky and they may willingly reelect him, but he's not going to give them the opportunity to determine that. I'll tell you who wouldn't reelect him. Those folks down in the Donbass that were targeted for seven years by right. their own military, they wouldn't reelect Vladimir Zelensky. They wouldn't be allowed to vote regardless, Danielle. They wouldn't be allowed to show up at polling places and cast a vote for president of Ukraine, even though Ukraine claims that they are Ukrainian citizens. 
even though Ukraine was killing them systemically for seven years, because they are ethnic Russians, because they wanted to be a part of Russia, which they ultimately voted on and said, no, we are now Russian, and that this our, our, our land is now Russian land, hence the war. Even though Vladimir Zelensky insists that those are, in fact, Ukrainians, they wouldn't be allowed to vote in that country. Right. They, their voices would not be heard because they're the filth. They're the dirt that needs to be swept away. And that's what Ukraine was trying to do for seven years. Now we're out there trying to displace Vladimir Putin. And don't take this as a defense of Putin by any means, but I just want to let people know what actually happened there. Putin, who watched this taking place for seven years, attacks on ethnic Russians. Imagine if these were Americans living overseas that were being attacked. We'd be a bit pissed about it. The yeah, Russians, the Russian people were a bit pissed about it, but Vladimir Putin did nothing. From immense pressure from his backbenchers, what used to be called the Politburo, don't know what it's called now, maybe still the Politburo. From immense pressure from his backbenchers to actually intervene and do something to help those people, Putin said, no, we're going to allow diplomacy to take its course. Diplomacy ultimately broke down and we saw what happened. I'm not justifying it. I'm not saying it. It was, it was no different than Iraq going into Kuwait. He shouldn't have done it and he needed to be driven out. But that was Ukraine's job, not the United States, not NATO, not the rest of uh, Western Europe. Just wasn't their responsibility. Right. This was retaliation for seven years of persecution of supposed Ukrainian citizens, ethnic Russians by the Ukrainian government. Now, all that pressure from his backbenchers were coming from specific people. The people who are next in line in the chain of command. Right. People who would not have shown the, I'm hesitant to call it restraint, but I'm going to call it restraint. The restraint that Vladimir Putin showed for seven years. These people would not have shown such restraint. And these are the people that were look that will come into power if Putin is overthrown, if Putin is killed, if Putin is removed from power. These are the people that will replace him. And things will be 10 times worse. These will be the extremists, the hardliners, the communists with their fingers on the nuclear button. Right. Who will want nothing more than to pick a fight with the United States because that's the mentality of the, the old school hardline communists. Putin used to be one of those. Putin appeared to have evolved somewhat. Not much. I don't want to give the man credit. He's a fucking, he's a psychopath. But he's the psychopath we know. Right. And, um, it's, uh, 
what is the what is the phrase better the de- the devil you know the devil you know yet than the devil you don't know yes and that's where we're headed with this well, I and really when you talk about that whole like old guard the old guard like communist russians hating the united states i kind of felt like um former vice president biden respect the office was playing into that and like feeding that with anti-Russian, anti-Putin propaganda. Like he forgot that it wasn't the 80s and that Russia wasn't the USSR and that we were not in a Cold War, that he's not, you know, that he's not backing Ukraine, that he's fighting the USSR that hasn't existed in 20 years. I I do believe, well, I mean, I don't know that he is aware that the Soviet Union is no longer in existence. Precisely my point. That's who he's fighting. Yeah, he, he may, may, may very well think that he's fighting, uh, who was it? Uh, uh, I, can't, I can't even remember. Their names are so difficult to remember. Gorba- was it Gorbachev? Before Gorbachev. Was oh, it um, Krichenko? Was Maybe. that his name? I can't remember. Dave, yeah, Diamond all, Dave Yeah, will I was going to say Dave. Prior to Gorbachev, I think it was Krichenko, something like that, whatever. If Dave knows it, he won't be able to spell it. I can guarantee you that. So, or Bill Campbell's there too. Bill might know. Bill it. may know as well. Um, but yeah, these, these, those were the hardliners. And there are people b- sitting behind Putin who are those hardliners. Right. That's not the kind of change we want to see in Russia. There is no Gorbachev sitting behind Putin. There just isn't. That would be the the best outcome for the West, would be another uh, Gorbachev. Because Gorbachev was, you know, he he ended the Cold War. He brought down the Iron Curtain. Um, No, prior to Gorbachev, Dave. Who was it prior to Gorbachev? I mean, obviously, but I don't know that, that people think this way. Like... If Putin were dethroned or whatever, it's not like there would be some democratic election and, you know, some like dawning of a new day in Russia. Like you said, it would be a huge step back. It would be the strongest, most hardline factions of the old Soviet Union that step up to replace him. We know this because they are the faces behind the scenes. And um, all they would say was, see, that's yeah. what happened. And and they do have names. I'm just not going to attempt to pronounce right. them. But, I mean, you you can go see. You just do a Google search, line of succession, Russia, and you'll, you'll see who is uh, waiting in the wings to take over. But, yeah, the, the, the world's hero, the, uh, the, the face of freedom and democracy, Piano he's probably, in fact, he's man. probably wearing your T-shirt this weekend, playing piano with his penis and uh, wearing your. Um, what was it? Sorry, I can't hear Sorry, you. Sorry, I can't hear you over the sound of my over freedom. the sound of my freedom. I'm sorry. Are you bitching and belly aching about something? I can't hear you over the yeah. sound of my freedom. Yeah, they're bitching and belly aching about not being able to uh, have a duly elected president. Right. Now, guess what? They're stuck with a dictator. Congratulations, Ukraine. This is where you put yourself. And well done, Joe Biden. Joe Biden installed a dictator in Ukraine. Great job, brother. Luckily, he doesn't want them to have an election either. Yeah, that's no, no, No. 
He doesn't want us to have elections, Danielle. Right. Yeah, no. No, that's valid. That's a very valid no, point. Well, he does. He just wants them under the same rules as 2020, which obviously right. were favorable to Democrats because um, because anything other than that is racist. Yeah. Yeah. If you if you uh, go back on the rules that were set during the during the pandemic under the emergency authority, then you're just a racist. Simple as that. But those are the kind of opinions we won't be allowed to have if that legislation passes. By well, we can have them. We will just be just hunted down, punished. And well, and we won't even be able to like Skype them to each other. No, you won't be able to text. You won't text to each other. Your your ability to have a private conversation remotely, electronically, will be removed by this legislation. Bless you. I should have switched off of you while Thank you did you. that. Sorry, I muted myself. Mm. You did, but I sort of switched the camera so you didn't have to be on camera because no one likes sneezing. None of us look uh, over. Yeah. Well, you look a lot better than me do. I do when you sneeze, but whatever. You know who doesn't care about sneezing? Little kids. You know who don't mute themselves or turn their heads from a camera when they sneeze? Is little it little kids. kids? Oh my God, just could not give a shit less. Just little Petri dishes, man. Yeah, yes. Mm. Yeah. Horrible. I had to explain to a student the other day what a Petri dish was because he had a cold in class oh. and he has siblings. And I was like, you know why you're sick? Mm -hmm. Horrible. Because you're a little Petri dish and you hang out with other little Petri dishes. Horrible, horrible little things. And for the life of me, don't understand why people have them. But uh, go see Santa Freedom tomorrow because they're, yes. they're rescuing kids. Little and listen, most of you happen to like them and I'm fine with that. I'm all good with it. Um, but yeah, Santa Freedom. At theaters near you, please, if you have an opportunity, go see it at some point. Let's put some money in those folks' pockets. I will certainly be purchasing the movie. I'm going to try to go see it tomorrow. I will also be buying the movie when it comes out. I will buy the digital copy because all of that money goes into their pockets to rescue kids. Um, rather than having a, you know, DVD costs and distribution oh, gotcha. costs and stuff right, like right. that. The the digital download will will put way more money in their pockets. And um, if a soundtrack is available for the movie, I will be not necessarily, well, I'll be buying it, first of all. But if you stream the music, they will earn revenue off of any streams that you do as well through your uh, music subscription. We're out of time, Danny. Let's wish oh, everybody a, a happy Independence happy Day. And, and let's um, jump off. Independence Day, friends. Yes, friends. Yes. Y'all have a fabulous day tomorrow. Don't blow yourselves um, up. Please don't blow anyone up. Um, know that we love you. We appreciate you. And we'll see you here next time. Bye. We friend. love you guys. I don't know. There it is. I have to push this button. We love you guys. <laughs> I was like, that got see awkward. ya. See ya. Bye. Yeah, it was awkward. <laughs>